Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for a great opportunity to be here to hear your word. We thank you, Lord, for a door that has been opened unto us to receive your word. We glorify your name. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands together as you take your seats. The message that we've been sharing for some few weeks now about the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. You see, um, the message that we are sharing I, um, I don't want anyone to get offended. Do you understand? Do not be offended and don't close off your heart and your mind from receiving. It is the truth and it's the word of God. And if it hits you, if you feel that it is hitting you, it means that the spirit has seen your need and is ministering to you. Do you understand? So it must, it must bring you healing and restoration. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. It says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. It says, exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to you. Hallelujah. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Get wisdom. That means search for it. Find it. Get it. Own it. Possess wisdom. Amen. It's an instruction. You must get wisdom. That means that wisdom does not come to you. Like that. Amen. Amen. Wisdom, is, wisdom is not something that you can do anything and it will come to you. You have to pursue it. You have to get wisdom. So whenever wisdom is shared, whenever wisdom is given, whenever we are praying for wisdom, it is something that you have to take seriously. Amen. The Bible says it is the principal thing. That means it is more important than your resume that you are trying to put together. It should come first. It should come before the career that you are choosing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Principal thing means the first thing or the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Hallelujah. Therefore, get wisdom. Now, we've been sharing about things that foolish people do. Do you remember? We've been talking about the things that foolish people do. We, said, we shared so many things about wisdom. And then we came to a spot where we were talking about the things that foolish people do. Now, when we know the things that foolish people do, then we will avoid them. Isn't that so? Because we said that in the scriptures, God is always talking about what the foolish will do and what the wise will do. Amen. The foolish will do one thing, but the wise will do the opposite. The foolish will see evil afar off. They see ahead, they see evil coming, and they'll face it for long. That is a foolish person, but the wise will not do that. Amen. 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 You see, this, it, it sounds very simple. 
It sounds so obvious, but that is not what you do. That is why you need to get wisdom. That is why you need to learn. That is why you need to possess wisdom. Hallelujah. So the first one, what did we say? We said the fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. A fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. It's a fool that says there is no God. He does not acknowledge God in anything that he does. Whether it is marriage, whether it's a career, whether it's a location that he's moving to. A fool does not acknowledge God. Amen. Amen. A foolish person is the one that says, the church is too far. I cannot come. Do you understand? He doesn't acknowledge God. Even that he's moving to a place, the fool does not acknowledge that, oh, there will be a, a church that I can attend. He doesn't care. Amen. You see, a lot of times, people say the church is too far. There was someone that um, wanted to join the church, and the person lives at Parchester. And the person says, the person has not been coming, you know. So I spoke to the person, and then the person told me, so I don't want you to put your mind, is it a he or she? You're making my, my, you're making my story even difficult, but it's a person. The person said, oh, I've not been coming because there is no direct bus that comes here from Parchester. You see? So I asked the person, where do you work? And the person says, Brooklyn. <laughs> you see? So, you see, it is a fool that does not acknowledge God. God is not important to the fool. Church is not important to a lot of you. Church some of you, you go to a church because it's so close. If the church is far, you will not go. But if a job is far, it doesn't matter where they put it. You'll find your way there. One day, I saw someone at a place upstate. And I look at the person, I say, ah, this place. <laughs> this place, how did you get here? Wow. wow. The person not been in the country for too long, but has learned to read Metro North, the schedule, how to take it, where to buy the ticket, and has navigated through all of that, and is able to get on a bus, a train, whatever, and is in this remote place. Because I was in a hospital somewhere, and then the person, I saw the, the patient, and someone who is taking care of the patient, and I said, ah, <laughs> I said, how did you get here? He said, oh, my job. You see, and if I place a church here, there's no way you will come. But God says, wisdom is a principal thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom is a principal thing. Get wisdom. You see, this is wisdom. But the fool does not acknowledge God in what he does, in what he does. Number two, the fool mocks at sin. The fool mocks at sin. The fool trivializes sin. The fool plays with sin. Do you understand? To the, to the fool, sin is a game. If he's a young man that is sleeping with young girls, and it's a game. It's like, how many of you, how many of the girls have you, you know? And it's a game. Do you understand? It's a fool that mocks at sin. It's a fool that plays with sin. Amen. It's a fool that mocks at sin. It's a fool that thinks that sin is a joke. But sin is a serious thing that leads to death. Amen. It is sin that led to the death of man. But the fool mocks at sin. Hallelujah. What is the next thing that we said? Foolish people despise instructions. The fool despises instructions. When you instruct the fool, he doesn't take it. The fool does not like instructions. Amen. You see, but when you become wiser, you begin to realize that instruction becomes very important in your life. But when you, when you grow, the older you become, you realize that the less of instruction come your way. 
Now, even then, at that, at that stage when you grow, that is when instructions become very serious in your life. Instruction becomes very important and very crucial in your life. The higher you go in life. Do you understand? The higher you go in life. When a child is crawling, when a child is crawling, learning to walk, and the instruction, how much instructions can you give the child? Except that you guide the child. Do you understand? You guide the child. You put barriers that the child cannot go here, the child cannot go there. Those barriers are set. And then you get to a certain stage. And then the instructions change. The instructions change. Amen. And then you get to a certain stage, then the instructions change. The instructions that they give for someone who is riding a bicycle, for instance, the instruction that they give, they say, this is your lane. You know, even sometimes they don't even have lights that they obey. Do you understand? They have lanes and they say, the simple instructions, wear a helmet. Isn't that so? Wear a helmet. Do you need license to ride a bicycle? Do you see? You don't need license to ride a bicycle. But if you are riding a motorcycle, for instance, you need a license. And the instructions are different. Because then it's riskier. Do you understand? You can lose your life. So instructions become more important. And so you have to, they give you a book, a manual to learn the instructions. That when you are riding, you, you can do this. You have to do this. You have to obey this rule. You have to obey that. Do you understand? You need license. And then when you are driving a car, you need a license. You need insurance. More instructions. Do you understand? More instructions. They give you, you have to learn the instructions. That when you see this, it means you cannot make a turn to the left. When you see this cross out, you can make a turn to the right. When you see an arrow, it means that you can only make a turn this way. If you make an, a, a mistake and you say you disobey the instructions and you make a turn, the other side, because the road is there, you realize that you will not go far. Amen. So the instructions become crucial. And you need to obey them. And when you go higher and you are riding in an airplane, the instructions are very critical. Amen. The instructions are very critical. And if you don't follow the instructions, you can die easily. The list of not following simple instructions, just you say, oh, instead of going this latitude, I'll just change it to that latitude. That alone can kill you. And say, the sky is big. Why can I not go anywhere that I want, any latitude that I want? I can go. This free space. You will realize you will not go far. And that time, receiving instructions and following the instructions to the Letter is very important. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But fools, they despise instructions. Fools, they despise instructions. When God says something, they despise it. Amen. Last week we were talking, or the week before, we were talking about the instructions concerning marriage. And we said that God made marriage. God made marriage. Marriage was not made by any man. And therefore, the instructions that God gives pertaining to marriage, they are critical for the success and joy and peace in marriage. And if you don't follow those instructions, you realize you are miserable in the relationship. You are not happy in the marriage. Just by not following instructions. Just by not believing in the instructions that have been given concerning this relationship. Hallelujah. So instructions are very, very important. And when we are given instructions, we need to follow them. We need to follow them. And we said that God's word, the instructions that come from God's word, they are pure words. They have been tried. They have gone through fire. They have gone through generations. They have gone through lives. They have tried them. And it has passed through. And it stands pure. So whatever God says in his word, it must be taken in its absolute form. Take it just as it is written. Whether you understand it or not. Whether you agree with it or not. It is what it is. Amen. It is what it is. Hallelujah. It is what it is. If God says that, husbands, love your wives. 
You may choose not to love your wife. You will realize that you are not happy in the relationship. If God says, wives, submit unto your own husbands, you may choose to say that in the 21st century, a woman of the 21st century with a degree and a job like this with this salary, what is submission? And you realize you have all the degrees and all the wisdom and all the things around you, but you are not happy. Do you understand? You are not happy. You see, you can, you can have the marriage, and we all see that you are married, but you are not happy. You are not happy because something is missing. And whenever something is missing, it takes the benefit of the whole thing away. If I give you, if I give you a beautiful car, if I give you a nice car, and then you pack it in your driveway. Beautiful. You shine the car. And it's very nice. Brand new car. And everyone that is walking by sees that you have a nice car. If the wheel, one of the wheels in the back has been removed, what can you do with that car? You can't do much with that car. Do you understand? You cannot do much with that car. So you have a beautiful marriage, but something is missing in it. And you are not happy. The marriage is there, but you are not happy. You, you are married anyway. We all can see that you are married, but you are not happy. Because something is missing. And if that thing comes in, if that thing comes in, if the husband will allow the woman to be, just help meet, help, that meets, help, help, and not a slave, you realize that you enjoy it. That is what God intended for it. Amen. Believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. And you will prosper. Believe the word of God. You will do well. You will be happier. Amen. Believe it just as it is. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 1 verse 1. You see, it says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. When God says that, believe it. Take it. It says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That, take it as absolute. Do you understand? He yes. says, the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, he is blessed. Amen. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Take it as absolute as it is. That if you want to be blessed, then do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. Amen. That means if you see someone who is involved or someone whose life is ungodly, his activities are ungodly, dissociate yourself from that person. Don't let the person who advises you be ungodly. That means don't bring your marriage before some psychiatrist who is ungodly or psychologist and say we are going for marriage counseling and there is no word in the whole of the counseling, the person has no word. He says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That means that if you walk in the counsel of the ungodly, if you are someone who is counseled by an ungodly person, you associate yourself with an ungodly person, you are a cursed person. You are not blessed. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, this life, success is disconnect and connect. You disconnect. If you are going to be blessed, if you are going to be prosperous in this life, it is to disconnect and connect. You need to learn to disconnect yourself from certain people. There are certain people, their counseling is ungodly. There are certain people, your association with them, they are ungodly. He says, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Nor walketh or standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. So you see, when people say that, show me your friend and I will show you who your character is. It is true. It's in the scriptures. That which has been is that which shall be. There is no new thing under the sun. So who you associate with, I can look at who you are associating with, who you are moving with, and I can tell you that this is a cursed person that is going. This is a cursed person. The person that you associate with, the person that you move with, 
I can look at the person, I can look at you and I say, you are a cursed person. You are not going to be blessed. Am I sharing something? So young people, the people that you associate with, you know, the people that you work with, the people that you see ungodly people, you see ungodly behavior, and they are still your friend, and you say, but I don't do this. Oh, they, they do this. You see, you are associating with that person. You are walking in the way of sinners, and you are standing in the seat, you are sitting in the seat of the scornful, and you are being counseled, whether you like it or not. This is what the word of God is saying. The best thing for you to do is to dissociate yourself from that person. Dissociate yourself. Remove yourself from that person. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Remove yourself. You want to go to school and to do well? Identify certain people. They are in a church, but identify them and say, this behavior is ungodly. That is ungodly. If I associate with you, there's no way I can be successful. I will be cursed. Dissociate yourself quickly. Quickly. Take the word of God as it is and believe it. And don't put your life as a test to prove the word of God because the word of God, it has been tried as silver. It has been tried already. You don't need another life, your life, to test that the word of God is true because you will come to find out that it is true. Amen. So you look at who you are associating with. You look at, you see, you can't, you can't make up and say, oh, you know, this is, I, I, I work with this person, but, you know, you, you see this person is this way, but, you know, I'm, you see, the Bible says, can two walk together? Can you be together? Can two walk together? Except they be agreed. Except they be agreed. It is the word of God. Take it. And say that if I'm working with you, I'm agreeing. That is what the word of... If I work with you yesterday and today, we are still working together, that means we are agreeing. I don't know what it is that you do not you agree, but you are working together, you are agreeing, and you are on your way to a curse life. Curse. Take it as it is. And run with it. Believe it. Amen. Amen. Believe it. And you'll be blessed. No matter what a person says to me. No matter what you say. As long as you are associating with a person. You can say, but as for me, I'm different. As for me, I'm different. If you are different, then I should see dissociation. That this person is this way, I'm that way. I should not, you should not be seen with that person taking photographs together and posting. We are hanging out together. You should not be seen together like that. You should not be together. You are cursed. You are living a cursed life. You say, look, are we reading the Bible? He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That means the one who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That is the person that is blessed. Some of you, there are certain people that you associate with. No matter what you tell me, I know the kind of person you are. No matter what you tell me. The people that you associate with. You see, I believe in the word of God. I am not making up anything different from the word of God just because of you. Or just because of what you are telling me. That you, because of what you are telling me, the word of God is not true. It says, if you are associating with this person, you are working with this person, you agree. You agree. So even the thing that the person thinks of me, the, pe- the thing that the person says of me, the thing that the person has, has assesses or analyzes of me, you are doing the same thing. Whether you say it, whether you deny it, that is, that is the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. And so I associate, I, 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 I characterize people based on the word of God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I don't know what you do behind doors. I don't know the kind of conversation you have. I don't know the kind of things you do. But I can just look at who you associate with. And I can tell who you are. Amen. Amen. That is how I was. Young men and young women, do you hear me? Yes. Why should you be sacrificing, serving the Lord? You come for prayer meetings, you come, and then you associate with certain people and then lead your life to a cursed life. Cursed life. 
Because I can see where he's going already. Just by seeing who you associate with. Amen. Amen. Just by seeing who you associate with. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what we are sharing today? Yeah. Well, for a short time, I just want to give you another one. It says, foolish people are meddlesome and contentious. Foolish people are meddlesome and contentious. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 3. Foolish people are meddlesome and contentious. It says, it is an honor for a man to cease from strife. But every fool will be meddling. Amen. Do you understand meddling? It says, it is an honor for a man to cease from strife. It is an honor for a man to cease from fighting. To cease from fight. It is an honor for a man to walk away from a fight. It's an honor. This is the word of God. But it says, every fool, every fool will be meddling. Will be meddling. What does the New Living Translation say? The New Living Translation. Do you have that? It says, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. It means that you are honored. That is wisdom. It says, exalt her and she shall honor you. It is wisdom. Exalt this wisdom. That avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. It's a mark that you are an honorable person. It's a mark that you have gotten wisdom. It's a mark that you exalt wisdom. It is not a mark of cowardly. It's not a mark of cowardness that, oh, walking away, I've walked away cowardly. Do you understand? It is a mark of honor that you said this and I didn't say anything. It's a mark of honor. That is what the Bible says. But it says, only fools insist on quarreling. Only fools insist on quarreling. Hallelujah. Only fools. Anyone who insists on quarreling is a fool. What is the Amplified Version says? Any fool insists on quarreling. Let us continue. That is a fool. He says, it is an honor for a man to cease from strife and keep aloof from it. But every fool will quarrel. Every fool will quarrel. You see, don't be angry with me. But as we are learning this, we will stop quarreling. Because it makes us what? Fools. Did the pastor say that? Okay, who said that? Amen. Every fool. He said, only fools insist on quarreling. Only fools. To insist on quarreling means the fight seems to have died down. But you are doing your best to bring it on. That is meddling. You are bringing your, you are doing all you can to bring it on. Do you understand? So the fight seems to have died. The thing it happened last Sunday. But since you came to church this Sunday, you are bringing it on. You know, you see the person and you really want to see the, see the, the fight as, as we are still continuing. Do you understand? So, anyone who you had any form of disagreement, any form of fight with, and it has settled and you are not talking, you are a fool. Because you are meddling. Do you understand? You are continuing with the fight. I am just sharing from the word of God. You know, that is why that is why in the beginning I said do not be offended. Do you have someone that you don't talk to? Say to yourself, I am you can, you can say it in a simple another way and say I am simple if you don't want to be insult yourself too much. So if you have anyone that you don't talk to, it means you are meddling. You are meddlesome. Amen. So if you insist on quarreling, you are meddlesome. Hallelujah. So anytime you are annoyed by something, you are annoyed by something, and you sit down, you are annoyed by something, but you sit down and plan how you are going to confront the person. 
You see, you are, you are analyzing. Let me see. When I see the person, and you are planning how you are going to confront the person, you are a meddlesome person, and the Bible says you are a fool. We all do that. Do you understand? But we are learning not to be fools. We are acquiring wisdom. Hallelujah. Now, you see, I said to confront the person. You are planning to confront the person. To confront the person. It means that you are planning to meet the person, meet someone face to face and with a hostile, argumentative, you know, you are planning a hostile encounter with the person. That is confrontation. That is confrontation. The fool is the one who says things like, what did you just say? You see? Huh? What, what, did you, what did you just say? You see? That is a fool. To something that you heard, it was not pleasant. You know, you heard something, and it was not pleasant. What, what, what did you just say? That is a fool. You are meddlesome. You are bringing it on. That is a fool. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? There's a fool that says, repeat it. Repeat what you said again. If you are a man, repeat it in my face. That is a fool. Tell, sir, tell your neighbor, a fool is the one that says, repeat what you said. If you are a man, repeat it. Repeat it in my face. You see, that is a fool. It's a fool that says, say it again. Say it again. If you are a man, say it again. It's a fool. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? It's only a fool. It's, he, he's meddlesome. He's meddlesome. You were angry and you left the house and then you came and you, you, are, you have calmed down. You have come back to the house. But it's a fool. That says, you are afraid. You are afraid. <laughs> you see, you are afraid. That's why you went out. You are afraid. You are afraid. It is a fool, a fool, a foolish wife that says, if you like, slap me. <laughs> it is a foolish wife. He says, if you are a man, slap me. If you are a man, if you are a man, slap me. Here, slap me, slap me. And then you hear. <laughs> That is a fool. Meddlesome. Because the thing is, he's a man. Do you understand? Don't be a fool. Be wise. If you are a man, look at the scripture, a scripture in Proverbs chapter 18. Let me show you. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 6. Look at the scripture. You see, I didn't write the Bible. The Bible was written many years before I was born. It says, The fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth called for what? Strokes. Strokes. His mouth. The fool's mouth. It calls for strokes. A fool's mouth is his distraction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. His lips. If you see someone who is very sad, miserable, and his mouth has caused a snare to his soul. Or her mouth has caused a snare to her soul. You see, we are not condoning husbands beating their wives. Do you understand? We disagree totally. In fact, it is beastly. It's inhumane for a husband to beat his wife. Or the wife to beat the husband. Because I've heard that <laughs> one day, I heard a wife say, if you, I will beat you, you will see. Hey! The wife told the husband, she says, I will beat you, you will see. One day, a, hus a, wife, a husband came to complain to the pastor that my wife beat me badly. 
There are wives that beat husband. The wife held the man's shirt like this and slapped him, beat him. Oh. She held him like this and beat him. Apparently, the woman is big and tall. And the man is so small. So the woman, whenever the man plays the food, the woman just takes him like this and beats him. So the man came to complain that this woman is beating me too much. Amen. So we are not condoning wives beating husbands and husbands. If there's any husband, your wife is beating you, come and see me. I will deal with her. We don't tolerate that in the church. Or your husband is beating you. It's, it's, it's beastly. Amen. But what we are saying is learn wisdom from the scriptures and avoid beatings. Learn wisdom. Do you understand? Learn wisdom. You see, listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Are you listening? You see, no one, no one will go to a zoo. You will not go to a zoo and then you see a hungry lion in a cage sitting quietly or sleeping in a cage. And then you say that lion is in a cage and is sleeping. And so you put your hand in this in a cage and you'll be playing. Would you do that? No one will do that. Do you understand? No one will do that. But that is what Christian wives do to Christian husbands. That is what Christian's wife they do to their Christian husbands. Because you see, many Christian wives think that their Christian husbands have been tamed by Christianity. Do you understand? They think they have been caged, caged by Christianity. They are sitting in a cage. Do you understand? Because of Christianity and that they are harmless. Many husbands think their husbands are harmless. So you see, you keep putting your hand in a cage. You put, keep, keep putting your hand in a cage. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You keep putting your hand, you're sticking your hand in a cage. You're sticking your hand in your cage and you stick, but you forget that he's just another lion which has been caged by Christianity. He's just another man who has been tamed by the scriptures, by, the Christ, by Christianity. He's just another man. So the more you keep poking and you keep poking, especially for a hungry, a man that you have not fed, and that is hungry and angry, one day he's going to jump and attack you. Is everybody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So learn wisdom. Tell your neighbor, stop sticking your fingers in the cage. Especially when you have not fed him. Stop sticking your finger in the cage. Tell the next woman, stop sticking your finger in the cage. Amen. Young woman, are you learning? Are you learning something? You see, don't be meddlesome. The Bible calls you a fool. Do not be meddlesome. Let me give you the last one, and then we will, next week we will move to the things that wise people do. God willing. The next one. Foolish people don't build on the right foundation. Foolish people do not build on the right foundation. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 26. He says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Hallelujah. And great was the fall of it. Amen. Amen. It says, and the winds came and blew upon it, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Hallelujah. You know, anything that has a strong foundation is difficult to build. If you want to have a strong foundation, it is difficult to build. And the things that have strong foundation, they are the ones that will withstand storms. The things that have strong foundation, 
It requires a lot of work. Things that have strong foundation, it requires a lot of sacrifice. It requires a lot of tiredness. If you want to have strong foundation, if you have seen someone building, you will realize that they dig very low. They go down and dig and dig and dig and put a lot of money in the ground. Do you understand? And then they cover it. So when you see it, you will think that the person is not wise. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When you see someone building and the person digs down and you saw all these expensive metals, expensive concrete, expensive other things all put in the ground and then they cover it and that is when they start building, you will think that is not wise. But that is a wise person. Amen. Amen. It is a fool that says all of that is not necessary. I want to see myself going up quickly. So I'll put my money and start building on sand. He says that, he says, the fool, he says, she shall be likened, he shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. He built his house upon what? The sand. That is a foolish man. He's the one that built his house upon the sand. And he says that the wind blew. He says the floods came. The rain descended. The floods came and the wind blew and beat upon that house. They will come. The storms will come. They will beat upon that house and it fell and the great was the fall of the house because the foundation was weak. Anything that we are building that is going to withstand time, it demands a strong foundation. And I said that building a strong foundation is a very difficult one. It is a very challenging one. If you want a relationship that will withstand the test of time, if you want a relationship that will withstand storms, you need to build a strong foundation. Amen. You need to build it on a strong foundation. If you want a relationship that quarrels will come and standing, financial difficulty will come and standing, then you need to build it on a foundation that is very strong. Otherwise, it will not stand. Amen. Otherwise, it will not stand. Most of you young women, you are still single because you are not looking to build a foundation on a, a relationship on a strong foundation. You are, looking, you are not looking at the young men who are in colleges or young men who are struggling still with a metro card. That is not the kind of man you want to marry. Do you understand? You say, oh, we, we, I, I will pick you up and we will go to a movie. And you say, how are we going? And then he pulls his metro card. He says, <laughs> he says I, have, I have four rights on it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he says, I have four rights. Four rights on it. We, two of us, I'll swipe for you, for me, and then we'll come back. And then we'll use the transit. Transfer to make the transit. And we, you see, that is not the kind of man you are looking for. That is not the kind of man you want. You want the one that is experienced. The one who has everything. Do you understand? You want the one who has everything already made. You want the one who owns his car. He has a house. You want to come and then the kitchen is all filled with Pans, cooking pans, and everything is there already. That is the kind you are interested in. That is why a lot of you, you are interested in married men. Because they are the ones that are like, like that. Do you understand? That is why a lot of you are interested in married men. And your parents sometimes, they don't even make it easier. Especially some mothers. They don't make it easier. You bring a young man... And then you say, this is the man that I want to marry. He says, are you, are you crazy? You see, are you crazy? He says, the way that I have suffered to raise you, 
the, the things that I have gone through to raise you, this is the man you are going to marry. Because you see, your mother is putting his invest, her investment, her well-being in the future that you should be taken care of. She built, is hoping in your marriage. So she's not looking for the foundation, the foundation of MetroCard. You see, I'll pick you and your mother and we'll all go to the wedding together. You say, how are you doing? You say, I have six rights. Six rights. He said, I have six rights. Two for you, two for me, two for your mother. Two for your mother. Amen. Two for you, two for me, two for your mother. You go, you say, ah, but it's drizzling. You say, I brought three umbrellas. <laughs> I brought three umbrellas. One for you, one for me, one for your mother. You see? So the mother looks at these things. He says, the way I struggle to raise you. Do you know the things that I went through to raise you? Do you know how much, the, the, my clothes that I saw? What are you? See, they don't want to hear it. Where are you going to marry? This one. This one. He says, are we going to suffer again? You see? <laughs> are we going to suffer again? What do you mean, are we going to suffer again? Are we going to suffer again? What do you mean? I'm the one that is being married. You are asking if you are going to marry this man so we continue to suffer. So your mothers are pushing you, encouraging you, marry uh, Miss Amponza. You know, he... <laughs> Marry this one. Marry this one. He's a CEO. Marry this one. So, so a lot of young women, they are, interested, they are interested in older women, older men, and older married men. They are interested in one who has it already, one who has experience already, one who knows the way to City Hall. He's been there many times. <laughs> that is the kind you are interested in. Amen. Now, if you are a young woman, your eyes are on a married man. It's a bad thing. And if you are a young man and you, are, you have slept with a, a married woman before, you see, there's a scripture in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Look at that. You see, some of you, you are not afraid. You see, you are not afraid to sleep with married men. Or you are not afraid to sleep with married women. You see, someone is married and your eyes are on him. And you are, you are making every effort that you sleep with him. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you are a woman that you have slept with someone's husband before, I can guarantee you 99.999% that somebody will sleep with your husband. Oh yes. If ever in your life, I'm telling you, Look, I don't say anything outside of the word of God. It says whatsoever. Sleeping with somebody's wife is uh, somebody's husband is not whatsoever. So the Bible says whatsoever a man soweth, the same thing. So if you have slept with someone's husband before and you are preparing your wedding, you are looking at a man who is going to sleep with another person's wife. Another woman will sleep with your husband. I'm telling you. And it will happen. So prepare yourself for that. I say it will happen. So prepare yourself for that. If ever you are a man and you have slept with a married woman before, somebody will sleep with your wife. Oh, yes. I am telling you, it's in the Bible. So ever, look back, think back, and remember. You say, ah. <laughs> Was he married? Ah, this one was he married? Was he married? Was she married? Was she married? Hey, then begin to look at your wife and say, Hey, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> begin to suspect and say, I suspect you have been sleeping with someone. He says, Why do you say that? He said, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. I have reaped something, I have sown something, and I believe that you are going to reap it. 
It's a word of God. Do you understand? It's a word of God. Somebody's beloved and you are doing all you can. You are doing all kinds of things. Do you understand? Somebody's beloved. Doing all kinds of things. The moment the person becomes your beloved, someone will do the same thing to you. So even if you are not seeing it, you are not seeing it, I'm telling you that it's happening. Based on the word of God. (laughs) Based on the word of God. Except miraculously, God delivers you. So if you are a young woman that has slept with somebody's husband before, pray that God will forgive you that nobody will sleep with your husband. Nobody will sleep with your husband. Amen. The Bible says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Hallelujah. Build your businesses on strong foundation. On solid foundation. Don't build on wrong foundation. If you are planning to do a business, build on a strong foundation. Hallelujah. Build on a solid foundation. Don't build your business on lies. Don't build your business on deceit. Amen. Don't deceive people. Do you understand? Don't deceive people. Build it on a solid foundation. When you give people appointment, you say you are doing a business. You see, that is why people prosper in certain lands. And people don't understand. It's the truth. Righteousness. Look at the scripture. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 17. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 17. It says, bread of deceit is sweet to a man. Do you understand? Bread of deceit is sweet to a man. But afterwards, his mouth shall be filled with gravels. 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 When you are building a business and you are deceiving people, you are lying to people, you are giving people time for this, but you, you know that you can't meet that time. You say, I will do this for you, and then you don't show up. I will do this, and I, you see, you will get it, and you will do it eventually, and then you will get the money, and it sounds like it's sweet, but the, afterwards, your mouth will be filled with gravels. How many of you like gravels in your mouth? Now, you see, you have to believe the word of God. You have to believe the word of God. Some of you, you lie. You lie about everything. Your mouth will be filled with gravels. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 8. Let's read a couple of verses and then we will end. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 8. It says, Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. So you see, sometimes your lies can bring you a lot of revenue. Sometimes you lie and then you see that you get away with it. And then you get a lot. But a lot of the word of God is saying that it is better to get a little with righteousness. That speak the truth and then have a little. Look, if there's any situation, anytime there's any situation that you cannot tell the truth, just move away. Just move away. Or rather say, I would rather not answer. I would rather not say. Do you understand? But do not lie. Do not lie. The Bible says when you lie, you become a child of the devil. He said, you are of your father, the devil. He is the father of all lies. That means that small lie, big lie, medium lie, white lie, black lie. He is the father of all lies. So when you lie any kind, you become a child of the father of all lies. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it is better not to open your mouth and walk away. Or sometimes even it is better not to put yourself in a situation to be asked. Amen. It says, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. It is better to have a little and be a righteous person than to have a lot and it's all lies. And it's all lies. The last scripture before we close. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 6. 
Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 6. It says, The getting of treasure or the getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. Wow. wow. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue. If you lie and you get a lot of tre- you see, build your businesses. Build your businesses on truth. Build your businesses on truth. If you are, you, are, you are late to work and they ask you, you say, you are late. I'm sorry, I am late. Do you understand? Don't make up any story. You are late. Do you understand? It is better to say, I'm sorry, I am late. Than to say, oh, my child started vomiting. When I, 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 I put her in a car seat, we were going to the babysitter and then, then I missed my bus. You see? You are late, regardless. Do you understand? And your employers, they don't take your excuse to justify why you are late. They don't take the excuse. For them, you are late. Is, you are late. No matter what happened. And don't say, oh, you are a mother, so you should understand. You are late. And just say you are late and move on. It says, the getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity Tossed to and fro of them that seek death. The people who are seeking, they say it's like vapor that is going. It's, it vanishes like them that are seeking death. You see, who will be seeking for death? Who will be, you, you, you will know death and you are walking into it. You will not. But it's like vapor. You don't even know where it's going. Look at the message version in this one. The message. What does it say? It says, make it to the top by lying and cheating. Get paid with smoke and a promotion to death. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Look, build on the solid foundation. Solid foundation, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes strength. It takes sometimes going down. It takes patience. Sometimes it takes sacrificing. You know, sometimes there are certain truths when you tell, it takes certain things away from you. You don't get certain things, but it's okay. You realize that you told the truth and your paycheck, instead of 900 this month or this week, it is 800 and something. It's less, but getting less is better than getting more with lying. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Sh- Look, let us believe the word of God. You know, our prosperity is the last... Last Friday, I was sharing that God is not even interested in you even if a prophet is prophesying over your life. God is not interested in you justifying that, oh, this prophet, I believe him or I don't, you know, because of one or two, analyzing him. God is not interested in that. God is interested in the fact that this is a man of God and what he's saying, I take it. You know, now listen to me very carefully because you see sometimes we don't understand certain things and then we do look that is why you see so many people they don't pay tithe in churches because they say oh I'm not going to pay my tithe and the pastor is going to use it to buy a car and to use it to do this if that person calls himself a man of God and he stands here behind the pulpit of the Lord and says Bring your tithe, and he prays for you, and you believe it, not analyzing his car, his house, his tie, his this and what here, and you believe that because the word of God says this, and I am doing it, not analyzing him, that is what the Lord blesses you with. Now you leave the man of God to deal with the Lord, but for you. You honor the prophet that God has given you. And he says, he's a prophet. I believe what he's saying. I receive what he's saying. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, because God, he deals with his prophet in his own special way. He deals with the man of God in his own special way. David was a man after God's own heart. But David and God, David's relationship with God, it was a personal relationship. 
that he will do something wrong that you will look at him, what he has done, and you will not consider him a pastor. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Let us take the word of God as absolute. Let us take it just as it is. And let us run with it. And we'll be blessed. Amen. We'll be prosperous. Amen. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Let us pause here and then we will continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet and let us bring our word to an end. Glory unto the Lord. Glory unto the Lord. Glory unto the Lord. Glory be to the Lord. Glory be to the Lord. Glory be to the Lord. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we are becoming wise because we acknowledge you in all that we do. We acknowledge you in everything that we do. We are becoming wise because we do not mock at sin. We do not trivialize sin. We do not minimize sin. We do not meddle with sin. We do not play with sin. Oh, Jesus, we are thankful. We are grateful. That from now, we are accepting the instructions. And we are taking instructions because we are becoming wise. We are becoming wise. We are becoming wise. We are becoming wise. The spirit of wisdom is coming upon your children. We are becoming wise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will never be. I will never be. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We are not meddlesome. Because we are acquiring the spirit of wisdom. We are not meddlesome people. We are not meddlesome husbands. We are not meddlesome Christians. We are not meddlesome wives. We are not meddlesome. We are building on solid foundation. We are building on solid foundation. Our relationships are built on solid foundation. Oh, our commitment to the church it is built on solid foundation. Storms will come. The rain shall come. The wind shall blow. Oh, it will beat upon our church. But Lord, we shall continue to stand. It will beat upon our membership. But we are committed upon a solid foundation. for your word this afternoon we thank you lord for imparting wisdom unto us we thank you for the spirit of wisdom we thank you lord that we are not like the fool who says there is no god we are not like the fool who mocks at sin lord we are not like the fool who despises instructions we are not like the fool who meddles and faces strife we are not meddlesome lord we are not meddlesome and lord we are not like the fool who builds on the sun but lord we are building on a solid rock we are building our marriages on a solid rock we are building our relationships on a strong foundation we are building our marriages our businesses our commitment to the church they are built on strong foundation the winds will blow the storms will come the rain will fall father it will beat on it but we will still stand. 
because we have a strong foundation we give you glory and honor we thank you lord in jesus name if there's anyone here this afternoon you are not you are not born again and you want to give your life to christ this afternoon you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to welcome jesus christ into my life i want to be born again i want to walk with jesus if that is your prayer if you want to give your life to jesus wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you want to build your life on a strong foundation on the foundation of christ if that is you just lift up your right hand wherever you are and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that is there anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus you want to give your life to jesus father we are thankful oh we thank you lord for the gift of salvation we thank you lord is there anyone you feel in your heart you you can feel in your heart a voice is speaking to you it says today is your day today is your chance if you were to die today where are you going if you have not answered that question you are not certain you are not sure of where you are going if you are to die today this is your chance god is talking to you and jesus is saying there is more room at the cross for you to welcome you if that's you lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is that you lord we thank you we glorify your name we give you praise and honor in jesus name amen amen why don't you clap your hands together for jesus as you take your seat We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.